0: Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go.
1: Hi, I'm Katie from Kansas, and I wanted to say, guys, listen to Rise and Run podcast because you'll find your motivation to run, even if you've lost yours. So listen to it, and thank you both very much. Thank
2: you, Katie from Kansas, for leaving us such a lovely message. I appreciate that, and for being a part of the Rise and Run family. We're glad you're with us. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of the podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Alicia. Hello. With John. Hey, how you doing? And with Allie.
3: Hi, everyone.
2: Good to see you guys. Glad you're all here this evening. We have a big announcement. We're doing something a little different this week. We know you've got your big dopey simulation going on probably this week. As we speak here, we are 21 days, 12 hours, and 20 minutes away from the expo opening. Now, you have to subtract two days from that because it's two days later that we release. So it's actually 20 days. Anyway, it's not many days. It's less than three weeks. And I know some of you did your big sim already, but a lot of you haven't. And we wanted to give a little extra time in the podcast, but instead of giving you one three hour podcast, we're going to break it into two. So you are listening to the one that we normally release on Thursday and we'll release the second part of this tomorrow on Friday. So we'll see how that works. We'll see uh you can let us know how you like that and as we go forward maybe we'll continue it. We'll see how it works for us also. In this week's episode in today's part of this week's episode, we're going to talk with our friends Kristen and Devin. We're going to talk about nutrition and training for while you are at disney world for this marathon weekend guys let's talk training uh the training update i've already said it we know what's up this week i didn't even write it down uh anybody remember i don't remember what it is i think it's 3 5 10 and 26 does that sound right thanks alicia i see alicia nodding her head that's good yeah um look those who did it last week congratulations those who are doing it this week There's not much more we can say. We've talked to you about it for months. We know you're doing your best. This is the biggie. Get out there. Get it done. I recall my first Dopey 2019. And I didn't think about it before this weekend, but I remember when I finished. I remember thinking to myself, I've done it. I've done it. So I know now, three weeks from now, I'll be able to do it again. So it's an exciting thing. It's a great accomplishment. We hope you're doing well. And we hope we're with you right now for part of that last big training push.
3: So this weekend, I did my simulation and I posted my (laughs) experience on the Instagram. And I'm a little... I'm a little goofy. I'm a little dopey. (laughs) I, I like to be silly. And so a lot of people laughed and a lot of people clapped and a lot of people were just, you know, saying how funny they thought they were. And that was great. And it was really nice to be able to share that with you guys. And then a lot of people reached out and um, they said that they were doing their simulations. And so yeah. I just wanted to give some of them some shout outs and, and sure. just see how they were doing. So um, Amy M did her goofy simulation and it looked like she killed it. So Jen finished 20, 21 miles this weekend. She did the three, 5, ten twenty one. She had a little pain, but she got through it and she she did well. Um, Carrie finished the 5K and shared that with me. And then I checked out her Instagram and I saw she did the 5K, 10K, half and full. So she got hers all done. Jenny is training for Princess and she's working on her 10K time, which she had killed her last 10K. She did a t- uh, one hour and 21 minute finish time. So she's psyched about that. And um, Kim reached out. And she's planning to do Dopey 2024, so I hope that you know this. All of this information is seeping in and giving you confidence to sign up for Dopey 2024. And then, um, and then Karen's doing her simulation next weekend, so she said she's doing some next weekend stuff. So if anybody's doing their simulations next weekend and wants to reach out on Instagram, we love to chat and we love to cheer you on through it as well. And thank you for everybody who cheered me on while I was doing it; it made me feel really good.
2: It is cool. It's, I, we we love the interaction and by. By next weekend, you mean the weekend that this releases. That's right. This, Yes. So
3: actually, if this is coming out on Thursday, that's probably Mm -hmm. when a lot of people Mm -hmm. are starting it that day.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't want to be doing the long runs any closer to the actual event than it's going to give you a – it's three weeks before. You're going to have two more training weekends, but there'll be taper training weekends, so the mileage will be going down.
0: And I know you said before, Bob, that really, you know, there's really not much else to say. I think the biggest thing to drive home, though is these simulations are about the time on your feet, mm-hmm. not necessarily the time it takes you to do it. you know right. don't don't put a time limit on yourself. you know i I remember one of the first things that that Coach Twiggs taught me in customized training. That, you know, I was able to put like a visual representation to it is that, you know, you have your long training uh, pace for a reason, and that should be your speed limit. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, sure, will you go over it? Maybe occasionally on a mile or two, and that's okay. But even if, you know, say your long run pace is a 12 minute mile, but you're doing 14 or 15 minute miles, guess what? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it it's still it's that time on the feet making sure that you're getting the mileage is the really, really important thing. So I know it's going to take a while. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, for your half marathon simulation walk, that is going to take you several hours. Be mm-hmm. prepared for that. But just always keep mentally thinking it's about the mileage, not the time that it takes you. And I think as soon as you're able to absorb that, I think it makes things a bit easier. Yeah. I might
3: rewind that and play it over and over again of you just going, it is okay for you to go (laughs) slow on this training run.
2: If you're out there right now, if you've just begun, you're listening to the early part of the episode, you're doing the right thing. Just take it slow, take it easy, get it done. It's a big deal. It's a big deal getting this one done. So it's an exciting weekend. Okay. Gang, let's move forward a little bit here. An announcement from Disney this week. The medals for springtime surprise were revealed. I
3: thought, yeah, I thought they looked pretty cool. Any opinions, please? You know, I don't I'm not a big fan of the Cars movie, but I actually really like the way that one is laid out. I don't know. It's it looks like a classic medal, but then it's it's like a gear and it I don't know, it just looks really cool. It does. They all looked really great, I thought
2: which remind me which character is on that metal do you remember
3: the cars one yeah it's lightning queen
2: oh okay of course of course of course ciao
3: yeah. Yeah. but we of don't course. know it looks like there's a little spinner and we don't know who's on the back of that could I be hope. could be anybody
2: i hope it's i hope it's mater
3: <laughs> me like, too
2: like toe maters without the toe
1: i i really like that um the monstrous ink metal opens and it's the oh, door. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's really cool.
3: I know. It's so cute. It does look like the, um, the challenge medal is also a spinner.
2: Yeah. That's getting popular too. That's neat. Except I get done. I finish. I come home. I put my medal on the wall. It never spins again. <laughs> maybe, maybe once a year. I'll happen to be leaping through the medals and go, oh, look, this one's a spinner. (laughs) That's about it. Or the ones that open up. uh, One of the very first ones that opened up was uh, 2017 Wine and Dine. Oh, the Passport. The Passport. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I I opened it up last time. I think it was 2018. I don't know.
0: (laughs) But it still looks good on the wall. Once again, I think Run Disney is killing it with their metal game. Now, the one observation, though... That I did make, and I'm surprised I didn't see this called out on social media at all. Does anybody think that the ten Miler medal looks very, very similar to the challenge medal from springtime surprise last year of the the multiple rings with the the Mickey Mouse and everything? I'm like, hmm. I wonder if there's a base model that they bought in <laughs> bulk and they just needed to figure out a way to use up the rest of those. Uh, yeah, so do do a side-by-side of those two and and they do look very similar. Like, Not discounted, I, I think it's a, a great looking metal. I love Toy Story. Not gonna lie, I got a little bit of FOMO now, but yeah, it was just, as soon as I saw that, I was like, hmm, that looks really, it really does. similar.
3: It really does.
4: Yeah, I like that one too.
3: I'd like to know what's what it does. Like, yeah, because it,
4: the wheels can't spin.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, you know when we'll find out, right? <laughs> yeah, in, at, in, in
3: yeah. In
2: January. Yeah. <laughs> They'll all be on display in January. We, we may not get. Yeah, I guess we actually have a chance to spin them. That you can actually touch those metals, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool. Very cool. So there we go. Medals for springtime surprise. Of that we we haven't gone to marathon weekend yet but we're talking about medals for the last race of the disney season and that's okay things things just continue to evolve and uh we're happy we're happy that things are back in such a big way all right our feature for this week our friends Kristen and devin are back with us it's been kind of fun the last couple of weeks we've had Brittany back with us And now Kristen and Devin are here, and we think you're going to enjoy what they have to say. They're always delightful to talk with, and we're going to talk with them about nutrition and training, and Greg, why don't you introduce them?
0: So we are so excited to have two of my favorite people back, and I'm very excited to talk to them. Now, the only thing is I'm a little nervous to talk to them because... I have not been practicing my power line eye-to-eye dance. They have these wonderful instructional videos on how to do it. And needless to say, even though I was in a production of a chorus line in high school, dancing is not my forte, so I have a lot of work to do in the next three weeks. But anyway, tonight we have our good friends Devin and Kristen with us. Uh, We had them back a few weeks ago, and they were talking about cross-training, when it comes to your run Disney training as well as nutrition. And we wanted to have them back on very, very close to marathon weekend because I mean, sure we can talk for hours upon hours about training and cross training and nutrition, but the game kind of changes a little bit when you're actually down in Disney because you're off your routine. You're in a new environment. So we wanted to get these wonderful tips and tricks to learn about how do we handle whether we're just doing one race or a challenge and, and and not just for Marathon Weekend, but for all of the Run Disney Weekends. So our listeners put in a wonderful set of questions and we have the two experts here to answer them. Devin and Kristen, welcome back to Rise and Run.
5: Thank you so much for having us back. Yay! Hi, guys.
0: Yeah, good to see you. So what we did is, like I said, we got a lot of responses on our Facebook page. And what we did is we kind of broke them down into a couple of different categories. Uh, so what we're going to start with for right now is food as it relates to, you know, eating, whether it's the food that you bring or down in Disney. And I'm going to take the, uh, the first question here. And this came from Jennifer And she asks, what is the ideal time to eat dinner before a run Disney race?
5: Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The old question. (laughs) Yes. Actually, one of the more important questions that I feel like got asked repeatedly um, in the comments on the Facebook post. Kristen, you want to start?
6: Sure. Okay. So I'll just go off personal preference. I think like 435 is a really good time to have that dinner because ideally I try to tell myself I'm going to be physically in bed at 6.37. I'm not going to necessarily fall asleep that early, but um, you want to give your body enough time to digest. You won't get a stomach ache, things like that um, before you fall asleep. And you can do your you know, pre-sleepy time routine of foam rolling or whatever that might be. But try to do that dinner like 4.30 or 5, in my opinion.
5: I totally agree. And I would say to try and get about eight to 10 hours of sleep. I know that's difficult at Disney, but we're three weeks out. And so now is the time to play around with your sleep schedule as well. And like Kristen said, kind of get that nighttime routine underway and figured out now so that once you're in Disney, it becomes a little bit more relaxing for you and less stressful right before the race.
2: Easier to get a reservation at that time too.
5: (laughs) Yes. Early bird special.
2: There you go.
3: <laughs> Should we be getting 8 to 10 hours of sleep right now just because everybody whether they're doing one race or many races are all in the like highest mileage that they're running?
6: Yeah. So like, I usually tell people like seven to nine is kind of realistic for a lot of people. Um, I should also listen to my own advice, but um, <laughs> yes, and definitely during that taper, because once you get there, Devin and I were talking about this too, like dopey is very much like Vegas. Like you don't know what time it is, like what's going on. Yeah. What day right. it is. <laughs> yeah like nobody knows. So definitely start practicing that now because when you're there, you're probably not going to get good quality sleep. So definitely on that taper, take that time to really um, sleep.
5: And when you sleep, that's your body's biggest time to recover. Um, so your cells are repairing, right? So all that amount of time spent training and running prior to this lead up before this big event, you need to make up for that by recovering via sleep and many other ways that we'll get into. But sleep is a huge component. So I would start a good regimented schedule now if you can.
3: Recover aggressively. I got it. oh ah, nice. <laughs>
1: So, Audrey would like to know what your both of your healthy food options are on your list.
5: Okay, I actually have a list. I let me, I have my notebook. Oh, cool. Okay, so if you, and Kristen and I were talking about this, if you are a park person and you're doing the parks leading up to the races or during race days, but maybe it's a half day park, like I usually do like Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, like a couple of, you know, just for a few hours during the day because it's good to move your body. Um, so some of my suggestions are for Animal Kingdom. It's my favorite park, but I love the food there. Um, you can get a lot of healthy options. There's always plant-based options, gluten-free, anything you can imagine. I really like the Harambe market and the Satuli canteen. They're quick service, easy to do, the mobile app um, and order the food. So it's quick, it's fast, it's efficient, and you're getting some great nutrients and nutrient-dense food. Um, And then Hollywood Studios, ABC Commissary, you can get some great sandwiches and salads. And then there's also Ronto Roasters. If you're a Star Wars person, you want to hang out there for a little bit, you can get a Ronto Wrap. Those are really easy to get. Also, both quick service foods. Um, or restaurants, rather. And then Epcot I'm not as familiar with. I usually hold off on Epcot until after the full marathon because then I can allow myself a beverage or two. Um, but I do like, what is it, Regal Eagle in Via Napoli. I mean, if you want some pizza, if you're okay with processing that and you're okay with um, a little bit more dairy. And then Magic Kingdom is a little tougher, but I would say like Cosmic Rays for quick service. You can get burgers, salads, chicken fingers, um, and then Sleepy Hollow and Casey's is always good because there's some protein options, but there's also a lot of carb options as well. And you can get your waffles with some powdered sugar, too, if you want.
2: Sleepy Hollow is kind of a hidden gem, I think.
5: I think so, too, Bob. Yeah. You can get a waffle with powdered sugar and fruit.
0: And fruit, yeah. Yeah,
5: it's
0: great. I'm just shocked that you put Casey's on the list because I would think for the peak physical fitness that the two of you are in, that you're suggesting, go to Casey's Corner. There's enough carbs there. I'm thoroughly impressed with that one. (laughs)
5: Listen, you got to get your potatoes in. There you go.
0: There you go.
5: Um, If you
6: plan on going to um, Disney Springs, that's what I normally do after the half, Um, Earl of Sandwich is a great option because I'll just do like a turkey sandwich, something super basic. And sometimes I'll just order two and then keep one for like the next day or in the fridge or something like that. Um, But Devin and I actually came up with um, a really good idea of Starbucks because you're familiar with the food. You can get an oatmeal or a sandwich or those egg bites or things like that. Um, And then if you are getting anything from the resort, you can do something like a pasta with red sauce, um, try to get like a palm size of protein, so chicken or something like that. Um, But also we talked about how nervous we usually are the night before the full. So if you bring stuff from home, like, you know, a loaf of bread and peanut butter and jelly, something that you know will be safe the night before, and you plan on just doing that in the room, that's okay too. So sometimes I'll do like pretzels and a banana and PB&J or something in my room the night before.
5: I would also note too, if you're a person who like loves Joffrey's or Starbucks, um, just to limit the caffeine a little bit. If you're a big caffeine person, um, probably to like earlier in the, in the day. So that way you can have more water at nighttime and you're better fueling and preparing your body and getting it hydrated versus dehydrated. So just be careful with that.
2: Kind of on the same line, but let's talk a little bit about Carb loading, please. Susan wanted to know about carb loading. She wants to know what it is and how she should do it.
6: I feel like people. It's um, what's the kind of. Word? It gets a little complicated. Uh, you think that it's more complicated than it is. Is what I'm trying to say. So when you think about carb loading, you want to think like low fiber foods. So things like white bagels or white rice, pasta, things like that, that are just adding carbohydrates into your diet and not necessarily added fats because fats are great for you, but they tend to slow down digestion. So we want to store up, make those carbohydrate stores higher before your big race, because your body can only take in so many carbohydrates before it uses them. Um, and once they're depleted, that's why they call it bonking. Like you're just kind of done. It's really hard to make that up. So for like three to five days before the race, Um, you can add in, and if you've never done this before, there are tons of carb calculators on the internet. If you just type in like carb, um, uh, carb loading calculator. Um, but if you want to start something small and just kind of get that energy up, you can do two, two to 300 calories more of carbohydrates leading up to the race. Now, because your full marathons on day four, And you're running the 5K, 10K. That's why I always tell my clients fuel for the 5 and 10K, because you can start that carb loading then. Um, A lot of times people will fast or not fuel for those two days. And then you kind of just have to make it up after, which feels really difficult after all that Powerade and (laughs) all that post-race churro (laughs) going on in there, you know?
2: Yeah. Thank you. That's a good answer. And and I think I'm just, you know, survey of one here, but I, I think it's misunderstood. I think there are many folks out here who believe I need to eat a big bowl of pasta before the marathon. That's my carb loading. doesn't quite work like that.
6: Yeah. It it definitely needs to be a few days up. And also remember too, I think uh, we get in that really weird, like taper crazy head where all of a sudden we're like feeling bad about ourselves because we're not moving as much. And we start to have this weird, way that we look at our body, right? So when you're going to take in all of those carbs, remember that your body is going to hold on to a lot of water. So mentally prepare yourself that you're going to feel a little bit, you know, different on that day. But just remember that it's just normal biology to hang on to that extra water. So
3: Alongside with um, carbs, before the race, should we be adding electrolytes like Tailwind to something that we drink? Sarah asked that question.
6: Yes, I would definitely recommend um, that uh, leading up to the race so if I leave on like a Tuesday evening probably like Sunday Monday I'm just adding a liquid IV to my water once a day and just kind of building that especially if it's going to be really hot so make sure you're kind of keeping an eye on the weather.
4: Our listener Jamie wants to know if we're doing the parks the entire week of the races what are the best things to eat inside the parks so as not to throw off nutrition too far off or just screw it?
5: <laughs> never just screw it <laughs> so just go down with the ship yeah right. churro
6: in one hand caramel apple in the other
1: <laughs> <laughs> although i
5: feel like mickey bars they're chocolate kind of like chocolate uh, oh, milk yeah. so <laughs> yeah. antioxidants and chocolate right yes <laughs> um I mean, in the parks, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I would say just as long as you're finding your protein and carb sources, right, Kristen, that would be great. Also, if you have snacks that you can bring from home to the parks, you can bring your own snacks, something that you're used to having already. Um, You know, if your stomach generally doesn't do well with specific foods, especially park foods can be difficult depending on the parks you're at. Um, You can even call ahead, check the menus on Disney World's app, but also their websites. You can really look up any menu and I'm sure you could even call Disney and they'd be happy to kind of point you in the right direction of specific, you know, meals and restaurants that you could look into. And also, make sure you bring your own water bottle to the parks too. Don't be afraid to fill that up, or you can go to the Starbucks in the parks and get free ice water anytime you need to. I think
6: to um, remember to start that recovery nutrition right after the race. So get in that protein shake and banana, or something that you can get in really quickly into your system. And then when you get to the park, and like t- like Devin has mentioned, you know, you have that healthy lunch or or things like that. It's okay to like have a cookie here and there, but just be mindful of things that might upset your stomach that you know like from the past and then maybe just kind of avoid that but it's okay to have a little treat here and there just as make, you know as make sure you're really on top of that nutrition the rest of the day if that makes sense
2: what, what about the cheese from the box that they give you that's good recovery food Yes, for
5: that. yes. <laughs> I think that yeah <laughs> that should thank be the first pretzel is good because you get your What's sodium the- so like yes. yeah
2: Yeah. Whether it is or isn't, I'm glad you said yes. Thank you very much.
5: (laughs) But you can, um, and there's gear check. So if you do prefer like a protein powder versus like a protein bar and it's just too heavy after a race because your stomach does get jumbled up quite a bit, you know, there's nerves, there's, you're moving a lot. A lot of things are moving up and down the whole time. A lot of muscles are being stressed. So if that's something that's more comfortable for you, you can check that in your gear check. Or if you have a family member or friend that's going to meet you after the race, they can bring that to you. I even use super aminos in pill form that are vegan friendly, and you can even crush them up and put them in your water and they don't taste like anything. So really, it just depends on your stomach and what you're most comfortable with and go with that and go on that path the whole time.
0: So Lindsay asked a very similar question to some that you've already answered about, you know, your, you know, best foods to eat in the parks or whatever. And I know we kind of went over location specific of what you can get. So maybe just to provide another spin on this question a little bit. And sorry, ladies, if I'm putting you on the spot here. Why don't you give us a recommendation of like a perfect inside Disney World restaurant go to meal? That uh, works out really well from a nutritional standpoint when running a race?
6: Okay. I will give so this answer works with my body. So make sure, um, just like we were talking about how Dole Whips are like the Lord's calories, for me, <laughs> pizza <laughs> is like the most perfect food. It's oh, never done nice. anything horrible to nice. me. So my answer would be via Napoli, you could either do like a pasta red sauce situation, or for me, like the margarita pizza has always been perfect. Um, so that would be my option for like a park situation, but also I like at, um, I believe it's art of animation. You can customize like a pasta dinner. So I've done that before too. And that's been,
1: Oh, okay.
5: Yeah. I've done like, Club sandwiches. I've done pasta with a red sauce um, at the resorts. It's just easy. If you don't have a reservation or there's no good, like I just looked up some reservations the other night and they only had 9 p.m. I was like, I, I can't do this. I have to be in bed. Um, so resort options are always great. They almost always have good things. They also have um, runner packages specifically for the morning of the race. You can pick those up the night or day before. Usually I was like a bagel, banana, peanut butter. And they also have like little fruit cups usually. Um, like I said sandwiches are great pizza if you can handle it I, I love pizza as well um, so yeah any of those I agree I also like doing like a target pickup and I'll do some yogurt I'll do
6: some fair life um, chocolate milk and bananas and bagels and things like that so like I said you know just in case if you need just a little something extra that's in your room too.
5: I also like like a protein bowl. Like I if you're going to the parks like I said Satuly canteen is great because you can pick your base, you pick your protein, you pick, you know, usually a rice or a noodle. It's just it's feel good food that's going to fuel you further and not weigh you down and it's not overly processed. It's more nutrient dense. So looking for something like that.
3: I love that place.
0: I know we talked about the lord's carbs as it relates to Dole Whip. Does the Lord's carbs also apply to the kitchen sink at Beaches and Cream? I've
5: never had that, but we should all meet there and do that. Yeah, you need at least a
0: minimum of four. Minimum.
5: It's a full can I, of whipped cream, right? A whole a can. can. I think so. I think so. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> one scoop of every ice cream they have. Every topping oh, my God. they have. Yeah, I attacked it with four adults one time, and we, uh, we came we did pretty well. That's the real challenge. I was
5: gonna say that's a whole nother challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Hey, speaking of eating, I think generally we've we've touched on this question, but Leslie says, you know, we and I know I touched on this. We focus on dinner before the big run. What should I have for dinner before the big run? Well, we already talked about that. And I think you talked about both of you talked about the idea of you got to look further out in front and leslie's question is leslie's question is about lunch before the race but i think it extends to what are we looking for before the race the three four days before even
6: so i would recommend anyone upping the carbs like we talked about so maybe adding in some more potatoes or some white toast for breakfast something like that um starting to watch your fat intake. Now, again, fats are great for your body, but just kind of slow it down. Maybe like take the cheese off your omelet or something just so that way it's not going to mess with your digestion a few days before. Um, so, uh, take away the (laughs) fibery aspect to your meal that will maybe help your digestion a little bit more upping the carbs, but also really make sure that you're staying in tune with your protein. So you want to keep that high and keep it the way it's been for recovery, and for prepping you to tear down your body for
5: four days of running
6: yeah, right. and making sure you can recover.
5: A good rule of thumb, too, that we both learned for nutrition is for women, it's um, protein is your palm size amount, and it's usually 20 to 30 grams. So if you're not counting calories or macro tracking, if you see your plate and that protein portion is the size of your palm, that's just a good way to go about it and know that you're getting the proper amount. And then a fist is veggies. That should be your veggie serving. And then a cupped palm is usually carbohydrates. And then fats is just your thumb. And for men, it's double that. So you would get the forty to sixty grams of protein versus the um, twenty to thirty.
2: That's interesting. Good way of uh, good way of measuring. I have big hands. I can eat a lot.
5: You're lucky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be the uh, the winner of the kitchen sink award. Yeah. (laughs) And then and then it's two arms for the kitchen sink. So uh, yes it
2: would serving. be yes it absolutely would be. Devin <laughs> I see
0: a new t-shirt design for Verizon run co- co- <laughs> oh. coming soon
5: yes I could ooh, we could draw the kitchen suit with the logo that would be, so that would be just, so just rise to the challenge there you go. rise there you yeah. and, go. and run to the challenge write that down I have my notebook but no pencil so uh, <laughs> I'll put that in the comment cute. section
3: so we talked about right before the race we talked about the week before the race what I'm wondering is We're all sort of going into our taper or are in our taper right now. What can we be doing nutritionally to make sure that our body's in tip-top condition as far as should we be eating more protein? Should we be upping our carbs right now or just eating the way that we normally do and try to focus on health? So I would think eating the way you've been eating now would be good,
6: especially as we're kind of lowering the mileage. But I want you to really keep that protein high. That's going to help keep your muscles intact. Um, I think the biggest thing in terms of nutrition is making sure you're getting a lot of antioxidant-rich foods. So especially this time of year, a lot of um, oranges and things like that, just whole natural foods that are going to be really good for your body right now to kind of prep you in for the next three weeks. And you can eat fiber right now too. I don't want to scare anyone. Fiber is wonderful. (laughs) Fiber is like the bottom of the pyramid that everyone should get.
3: (laughs) But is it that when, when we're going into race weekend, we want to up the carbohydrates so eating a lot of fiber can sometimes bind people up or something if, it, if they're not used to eating that much fiber? Yes. It can make you go to the bathroom a
6: little bit more than you're used to, and we kind of just want to make sure our tummy's sitting really well
5: before the race. Oh, okay. And not to get too graphic, but you want to make sure that your pee is a pale yellow color. Oh, yeah. If it is a dark yellow, please make sure to hydrate more. Yes, please. Which is so hard in the winter, I feel
6: like. You're never as thirsty. Yeah. Um, some, some of my clients are going to laugh at this, but something I really like to do in the winter, especially before dopey, just for extra protein and because it's cold and I'm not hydrating enough, but I love bone broth. Um, it's really rich in collagen and protein and other good vitamins and minerals. So that's something you can throw in at the end of the day. You can do like a cup of bone broth or you can cook with it too.
5: I was also going to say a lot of us are from up north and colder weather so when we get down to Florida and if it happens to be warm like in years past you want to make sure that you are up in your water a little bit more too.
1: So that's actually a perfect segue into Amy's question she would like to know do you have any suggestions on how to prep slash run in the Florida heat when you're coming from co- much colder and drier climates?
5: Well hydration obviously but also um, I think preparing especially for this long event, if you're planning to do the challenge or even just one race, but planning for a trip to Disney for this specific time of year, I think packing as much as you can, whether it be coats to short sleeve to tank tops, and then making sure this week, since it's a simulation week that you're wearing those clothes. You're practicing in those outfits. You're making sure that it's comfortable. We're not changing socks or shoes too early or too late in the game. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with what you're wearing now and that'll prepare you for anything coming up. Um, So yeah. Yeah. I like
6: that. Practicing what you're wearing and then also bringing every possible scenario for the weather um with your costumes but also hydrating like we like we were just saying you know because if you're coming from really cold climate to warm you might be a little um, not properly hydrated before you get there and you'll notice too on the hotter weekends if you start hearing the announcers say over and over be sure to hydrate that needs to be a clue that it's warmer than you think it's going to be so
5: um yeah your best advice is just to hydrate before you get there. This is a weird, sure. um, th- add on to, but if you want with your gear check as well, after the race, your muscles have been working so hard afterwards. Make sure you pack like an extra shirt or something to put on afterwards because shivering your body's already yeah. in a state that it's just, it's very overstressed. So you want to make it as comfortable for yourself as possible. So whether it's checking something like that or having your friend bring you UFOs, recovery shoes, or something like that. You want to make sure your recovery is as quick and effortless as possible. So, adding that in. So, really, just overpacking. It's okay. Hit the 50 pound limit. And then I pack bags inside of bags and I come back with extra things. And this is why we have family <laughs> members and friends coming as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. D- Disney will give you that Mylar blanket at the end if it's cold. Mm-hmm. Too. Yes. That helps.
3: Save those. Definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So in the spirit of more training questions, one that I just thought of, and this is more of a logistical thing where obviously we'll be, you know, most of us will be able to train up through you know New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It's that January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th that is going to be a unique time for us because, you know, We could still be training, but it's probably also our travel day. And then, you know, we're getting to the resorts and the expo. How do you think you should shut down your training, say, you know, December 31st or January 1st? Or should we continue to extend that out into that early first week of January leading up to the 5K in our travel days?
5: I would say core work is always super important. You can work that in. We've been segueing some more yoga sequencing, mobility work um, in our training plans. So if you can keep up with that or if you're someone who loves self-myofascial release and you're used to the foam roller, that falls under the category of active recovery or slow movement, which could just be walking, or if you love your resort and you love the pool, maybe just hop in the pool, walk the shallow end back and forth, you know, that way, it's still a vacation, it's de-stressing you, but at the same time, you're still moving your body, you're getting blood flow to the muscles that you're going to be using, but it's not overextending your body. So something that's comfortable, but still keeps you moving, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, yeah, sure does.
5: I always find to um,
6: so what I've told my clients is after you know this last simulation and we get into like the two weeks before leaving, a lot of our strength training is going to be body weight and it's just to keep the blood flowing and the muscles moving. Um, you know, or you could go down to five to ten pounds if it's something that you've been using um, if you've been using heavier weight than that. Um, but yeah, I like what Devin said. You know, just keep moving. And then, um, for example, let's say you have hip flexors that might be weak, um, you can do your your little routine in your room, 10 minutes of single leg bridges, heel slides, things like that, because you are still going to be running that race. So make sure to do any of those little recovery or PT exercises you need to do. Just take five to 10 minutes and do that in your room.
2: Our friend Jennifer has a question. She has the flu. I have a feeling she's not alone. I think some folks are getting ill, unfortunately, this time of year, and she's worried. should Should she be worried if she can't finish the last long training simulation.
5: No. And I think we get so caught up in social media and everything or comparing ourselves to other people's schedules. You have to, especially this time of year, everyone's schedule is all over the place. You have to stick with what your body knows and feels best, best with in the moment. So If you're sick, you should prioritize your rest time. That's when your body needs it the most. And whether that takes you out for two days, you know, if it's two days or a week, that's not going to compromise your fitness levels. Just jump back in when you can, whether that's starting with a walk on the treadmill or just going out for a walk with your dog, something minimal, and then build back up gradually so you don't overstress your body even more and compensate somewhere and then get injured down the line for longer.
3: As someone who likes to work out a lot, I'm a fitness fanatic. And I like to weightlift. And I'm not sure during taper, should I be weightlifting? Should I leave it for a couple of weeks? What should I be doing as far as my outside training, my cross training goes?
6: You can, especially if you're used to it. I would not start a brand new plan at this point in your training, but you know, if you've been barbell squatting, for example, um, twice a week, every week, your entire training, I would say it's totally fine to keep going. I just wouldn't necessarily take this as the time to PR or to push it. I would do a little less weight than you've been doing or a little lower on the reps. Um, But I think that keeping up with your training is only going to help you, but I wouldn't do anything new or push it harder than you've been going, if that makes sense.
3: Is there a time where you would suggest that people kind of not like, is it a week before or a couple weeks or, or you can do it right up until that day or usually like 10 days.
6: And we're like, all right, we need to scale this back. Like walking lunges with body weight, wall sits, things like that are great or clamshells. Um, again, you're not going to lose any fitness by taking that time off to prep for the race. I mean, it it will, it kind of always sucks to jump back into it after, but
5: um, but I think that's best for your body to give yourself a little time to get ready. Yeah. Your priority now is to be ready for the race. Don't overstress muscle groups that you, like Kristen said, you don't need to PR, um, you know, a bench press right now. So take it down a notch. You can still do those movements just with body weight or lighter weights and you'll feel good and you'll feel ready.
3: And don't start any new programs or anything like that right well, now. Well,
5: see, that's where the taper brain gets
6: you, right? Because yeah. it, let's say it's like a week into taper and it's 10 o'clock at night and all of a sudden you're just scrolling Instagram like fitness plans and you're like, yeah. I'm <laughs> going to do all of these all at once. Time for
3: time for a sit-up challenge. Or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yes.
5: I really want to nail that deadlift. I think I'm going to go work yes. out at 12 at night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a good yes. idea. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, that theme of don't do anything new comes back over and over again for for eating, for training, for, yeah, I think that's just generally.
5: Stick with what you know, trust your gut, um, and run with your whole heart, and you'll be fine.
0: Excellent, excellent advice. I think what we're going to do now is we're going to move into the recovery portion of the evening. And our buddy Tom over at the Will Run For podcast had a great question of what are some ways to recover quickly between the half marathon and the full And do you have any specific do's or don'ts?
5: Okay, so Chris and I were talking about it. My biggest do is do not stop abruptly after the race. You know, you cross the finish line. Please cross and keep moving. (laughs) There's plenty of people who will take your pictures. You have to get your medals. You'll get water. You'll get a towel. You'll get Powerade. You kind of go through that whole routine, which is nice. They keep you moving. I feel like Disney is just an entire, you know, thing that just keeps you moving constantly right from rides to the theme parks to the resorts you're just constantly moving around right so run Disney's the same way i would just you know you enter that whole parking lot area after each race stay up stay moving grab some ice if you need to take some of the photo ops into account just keep your body up um It always just, it makes me hurt like physically when I see people just lay down on the ground afterwards. (laughs) I'm like, I did that once and I had major regrets. I couldn't get up right away. Yeah, um,
2: that's right. Yeah.
5: So to keep your blood flow, but also, you know, if you just stop abruptly, your your blood flow, it goes into your lower extremities and it can cause, you know, your heart rate to change and just it gets to be a mess. So you actually want to stay moving. It promotes blood flow. It actually decreases your stiffness. And then if you're someone who after training runs, you like to use your foam roller or you have a specific regimen in place keep up with that. Um, You know, showers, cold to hot, depending on how you're feeling. If you like ice baths, great. Don't get derailed just because you're at Disney. And also if you're solo, I know it's easier to stay on track, but if you're traveling with loved ones, just prioritize your body and your schedule the whole weekend.
6: One thing I love doing in between the half and the full is I'll get back to my room and I'll lay with my legs in the air for five to 10 minutes or on the wall for five mm-hmm. to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go right into like a nice warm bath and just sit there for, which I know is the opposite of what <laughs> Devin just said, about, just to like kind of soak my legs for a little bit, take a shower and then go walk, go to Disney Springs or to one of the parks and go walk around for a little bit um, and have that recovery shake or meal as you're getting your gear check bag. So that's that recovery starts right away.
1: Um, On the topic of walking around, Heidi and Lindsay both wanted to know, um, is there too much walking that you can do in between the races?
5: I would say if you're hurting anywhere specific or if you have joint pain to dial it down. Um, Maybe just walking around your room for a little bit, maybe taking a nap or like Kristen said, a bath if that works for you Um, or just walking around your resort versus the park's have a game plan set, but at the same time, just know your body could react differently to the heat, the food, the lack of sleep. There's just so much that goes into it that you can only prepare so much for.
6: Also a don't, don't, um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend getting like a super hard massage. Like if you plan on going to get a massage, make sure you've discussed that you have a marathon the next day and you want this to be very light and simple. Um, same with, And don't start a new stretching routine after the half and before the full. So very, very gentle and easy on your body, mobility work, things like that. But don't overstretch.
3: Do you guys practice your recovery when you're doing your dopey simulations and stuff? Yes.
5: Yep. I have a whole thing in play. And I've been doing this actually for a couple weeks. I have a lacrosse ball. I roll out my hip flexors on each side for a minute. And then I hit my gluteus minimus because that's an issue right now. And I've been having lower back issues. I've also been foam rolling my calves, but to the point where it's not overdoing it and it's just a feel good. And I feel that mobility coming back in my ankles and my knees. Um, So I've been sticking with that for a while now, and I know when to lay off and when to push forward a little bit. I think it's just a lot of listening to your body and then bring things like self-myofascial tools, like Theraguns, if that's what you're used to. A lacrosse ball is a little bit harder of a more dense of a tool that you can use and it gets a little bit more nitty gritty spots but if that's not what you're used to get a soft foam roller like Kristen said don't go and get a hard massage maybe just have your loved one just gently like knead out an area that tends to get a little bit knotted.
2: Marie's got a question and it kind of is a half nutrition half recovery question she's asking that after you finish you've got certain things you need to eat and drink to recover and replace what you lost. But at the same time, because these unique challenges have us going out the next day, we have to fuel ourselves for the next day. So how do you balance that out?
6: So I loved that question when I saw it, because that's just a question I haven't heard before. Um, In terms of like thinking about how you've lost so much, I think people need to realize that even, even just, you know, quote, the 5k, the 10k, the half, you're losing a lot. Um, And your body is really working hard. So the way you can kind of um, avoid that burnout more than usual is to make sure that you're fueling early on. So even if you don't feel like you need anything yet, especially on the half or the 10K, every 30, 35 minutes, you're taking that gel or that little snack. So that way you're starting that process of not depleting all of the carbs that you started to carbo load before you left, if that makes sense. So remember, once those are gone, they're gone. So we've got to kind of keep that gas in the tank at all times. Um, because I was telling Devin that, uh, I think it was 2018, that one dopey, I did not fuel enough at all. And by mile, like 15 of the full, it was like, I wanted a turkey dinner. I wanted fig Mm -hmm. bars and like, I just could not get enough nutrition Mm -hmm. back in. So make sure every 30 to 35 minutes taking in, you know, 25 or so grams of carbohydrates, like a gel, And then right after the race, you want like 40 to 50 grams of carbs. So a banana and a bagel and a protein shake or something like that to get in, um, the amount of carbs and then like 25 to 30 grams of protein. So that's going to kind of help offset, but it's really hard (laughs) to go then and run 26
5: miles. I was going to say it's better to overprepare than underprepare always.
0: I have a quick follow-up to that because being a client of both of yours, I know one of the things that you have really impressed upon me is the importance of getting protein into your system 30 minutes or within 30 minutes of finishing your activity. Obviously, we get the banana and we get the snack box. Is that enough to satisfy that or do we need to bring our own supplements in You know, our, our, you know, check bag or something like that, because obviously it's a situation where within a half an hour, you're probably walking around, talking to friends, getting your photos taken or waiting for a resort bus to to take you back. So obviously that's a really critical time. What's uh, the best suggestion that you have in that situation?
6: So knowing you, um, I don't know if you right away have practiced getting in like a protein shake right after what I would hate to happen is to say like, yeah, drink a protein shake right after you run a half marathon. And then that doesn't agree with you. But if you have practiced that, I like those little like pre-made or gain protein shakes or fair life or something like that. If you could put one of those in your gear check bag, and then you can have your cheese (laughs) and your chips after you've had your protein shake, that way you're kind of balancing everything. That box really misses the mark
5: on protein. It's all like fat and carbs. It really does. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It misses Um, it on a lot of stuff. If you're
5: like a sweet tooth, honestly, there are some protein powders (laughs) out there that are great and you can... Yes. Already add that into a shaker cup and put it in your gear bag or like I said, have someone bring it to you and get that in right after you cross the finish line or come out of the, the photo op area. Get that into your system because like you said, you are going to walk around. You're going to – you get over – you have all that adrenaline built up still and you just want to talk to people. You want to hang out. You want to take pictures and the buses take a while sometimes. So you want to make sure you're moving and you're getting that protein in as quickly as you can and that's going to help change the course of the trajectory of your journey with this entire running scope of dopey and any race for that matter
3: so bringing it to back to tapering again where we're all right now what can we be doing with our body in terms of recovery and maybe mobility at this time
5: I think if you know your weaker spots focusing on getting those muscles activated and then muscles that are sometimes maybe, playing their role a little too well, try and get them stretched, um, foam rolled out a little bit. So you're getting everything prepped and ready and everything that should be moving is working for you when it needs to be. So, And just creating and establishing that routine that you should already have in place. Everyone should have their training well underway by now. I I hope everyone feels more than adequately prepared. Um, And then if they do have... (laughs) Bob, don't give me that look. Um, but then, if the, you know, if you guys or if anyone has any additional questions, or like, hey, I just need help with like fixing my hip flexors, or like, should I bring this band? Is that okay to do? Please feel free to reach out to either of us or on the Facebook group because we we see your messages, we see your comments, and we love them, and we hope that we're answering them efficiently enough for everyone.
4: Very nice. Thank you for that too. Going back to race nutrition, so Tom from Will Run for and Diane. Uh, they have some questions. They're basically the same. I'll read them to you. Is a handheld water bottle enough for the full, meaning there's enough hydration on course? And Diane's saying, for the full, is it necessary to have your hydration vest or you're okay with the handheld?
6: I mean, I think there's plenty of water stations for you to just bring a handheld. I bring my vest and I just remove the bladder so I just have space for everything that I want to carry on the full day. But if you like your handheld, I say just bring that. Because if you run to the end of the water station, you can fill it up with the bigger um, water bottles there.
2: Cool. Last listener question comes from Jennifer. Better to eat your breakfast in the hotel room or bring it with you and eat it closer to the start of the race?
5: I actually, I usually eat like walking to the bus and then on the bus. Yeah. Um, and you are in the corrals for a long time. So for the most part, a lot of us are getting up at like what, two 30, depending on costume. Yeah. Two 30 to three AM. Um, and then the races don't really officially start until like five, five 15. And if you're in five 30, five 30. And even if you're in the further back corrals, like, you know, you're standing a lot, you're, there's a lot of waiting around. So still making sure you're moving then. And then if you are still hungry, leading up to it, you can have like a little something left over. Like I usually eat like Maybe half the bagel, and then I carry like the banana mm-hmm. with me in the corrals, mm-hmm. um, just so I get that little like burst of sugar before I start. And then also just make sure that once you do cross the start line, just dial it back a little bit. Don't go out guns a blazing. Just just take your time, kind of feel it out for the first ten miles or so, and then you can kind of pick it up from there. Um, just don't go out too fast, and just trust in your nutrition and what you've brought with you. Like I said, it's better to prepare So if you have to pack four goos in your water (laughs) pack without your bladder. And that's what you're putting in there just to feel confident and give yourself some reassurance that I can do this and this will help me through. If that's the mental game you have to fight, then do that.
6: Yeah. If you plan on eating in the room or the bus, I I love doing the bus situation um, for your bagel is perfect. And then like 15 minutes before your corral is about to go and you want to take a gel, that's a really good time to give that. Um, sugar time to get into your bloodstream. And then just make sure you take your gel with a little bit of water. <laughs>
4: I'm going yes, to in the beginning. Yes. So I think I got this pretty good. I have a 445 reservation for pizza in Epcot nice. for the half. So I think I'm Yay. set. That's perfect. You're the man.
5: <laughs> good job. It's <That's> impressive.
4: <laughs> I'm
0: just surprised you were able to get a uh, reservation at Napoli because usually I think books up like crazy.
5: I'd advise doing that after riding writing guard, guard, Guardians of the Galaxy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you it. nauseous?
5: <laughs> Have you not been Did on it Not yet. No, I was going to oh, do it, but oh, I get it's nauseous. Wild. Like, it's wild. Really? It's mm-hmm. great. I like it. It's like Space Mountain on a whole nother level with like okay. yeah. 80 screens. Think like Avatar meets yeah. Space Mountain. Also, you're it's screaming
3: and laughing the whole, the time. whole time.
5: And there's music. <laughs> You don't know what's going on, but you love it every minute. But, yes, you can get very busy. Very fun.
1: Very fun. <laughs> you know. I like it.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So, ladies, this was so insightful. I know I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. Um, but before um, we tie a bow on this interview, can you tell us a little bit, uh, again, to remind our listeners about your Facebook group? Also, the programs that are currently going on right now and ones that you're that you have coming up in the future, and then if people do have additional questions, you know, after they listen to this podcast, how can they go about and reach you?
6: Um, so right now we are finishing up our Run Fit Fab Dopey in the last couple weeks, um, but currently for December we have our December Core Challenge, and all of the music and everything is holiday themed, so we're very happy about that. Um, and coming up, well, currently we have Princess. Um, that's about half way maybe maybe um all the way through until um princess is coming and then we're about to start um our springtime surprise programs will be coming out and um, maybe a february challenge that will be coming out as well um and so you can find all the information um, on my website runfitmama.net
5: and um the whole program is strength and running together and lots of core and thank you to everyone who's been a part of this for us so far. It's been awesome. We can't wait to meet, first of all, all of you, but and everyone in our programs. It's going to be like a big family reunion. We can't wait.
2: That's what it's like.
5: Um, okay, so on Facebook, we
6: are Dopey2023 with two purple heart emojis and two green <laughs> heart emojis. <laughs> to be honest, I made this group for like five friends after I ran the last Dopey. <laughs> and now it's, you know, expanded to what it is. Everyone in there is so encouraging, so kind, so sweet. And we are all learning the I2I power line dance. So we're so can, nervous. <laughs> um flash mob that um at the <laughs> DJ booth before the races. And we have monthly Zooms, which have been really fun. Our last monthly yeah. Zoom was two.
2: learn the
5: dance oh nice we'll see who's keeping up with that and training at the same time yes
6: (laughs) we had to take we did take out that leprechaun jump so that way no one pulls anything
0: that's what I was afraid of yeah absolutely that's always
5: what I'm most nervous for too that photo up in front of the castle because everyone jumps and I'm like "Mm, I'm just yeah (laughs) not this time yeah (laughs) there's a curb right there I gotta just we gotta be careful (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, ladies, we can't thank you enough, and we really, really look forward to seeing you both uh, in just a couple of weeks.
1: Yay. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much.
0: So, again, we just cannot reiterate enough how much we love Kristen and Devin. They're, they're such great resources when it comes to these topics. Uh, I know they talked a bit about Kristen's website, their programs, um, their Dopey 2023 Facebook group. But if you have specific questions for them, they're both extremely, extremely active on Instagram and you can reach Kristen at run fit mama and you can reach Devin at fit fab Disney. So again, you have questions, send them a message and I'm sure uh, they'll be able to get back to you, um, you know, with an answer.
2: Thanks, Greg. I, I love this rise and run family. I love every bit of it. The folks out there listening, the, the lurkers, the Facebook posters and the people we get to talk to. And speaking of the folks we get to talk to, that's what we're going to emphasize in the next episode which this sounds kind of funny we'll be out tomorrow and what really sounds kind of funny to me is usually by this time i'm saying up next the race report but no no we'll hold that for tomorrow also before cutting this one loose though we have still got this contest going on now it's nearing its conclusion but it's still active Alicia, can you update us on that, please?
1: Absolutely, Bob. Um, so, you have until this Friday, December 16th. So, this drops on the 15th. So, just one more day. Um, but we are having a giveaway on Facebook and Instagram. And just a reminder on our Instagram, we're giving away a wine and dine lounge fly. And on our Facebook, we're giving away a wine and dine corksicle water bottle um so we would love if you would give us um, a comment of a topic or a guess you would like to see in the next year um and you'll be entered into that contest
2: yeah good response so far i think alicia
1: absolutely yeah we've got a lot of good great ideas um and a lot of people entered so it should be fun yeah
2: we do that's that's neat a lot of great a lot of great active listeners out there. We love it. Uh, and
3: they're super cool prizes too. Yeah,
2: uh, They are. They, they are. Uh, speaking of active uh, people being active, our buddy Mark just actually, while I was getting ready, while we were getting ready to talk with Kristen and Devin, Mark messaged me, says, I got an idea. You know, people are going to be down there and there's a lot of running to do. And it, probably be more fun and maybe even easier if we could meet up and team up with people who are planning to run at about the same pace so he suggested that he would put a spreadsheet on our facebook group page the rise and run facebook group rise and run podcast facebook group and you can go in there post your estimated pace for any of the runs and see who's out there that maybe you could team up with. I think it's a, a great idea. I know that. Uh, I know that last year that really helped me out a lot. My friend John, I mean Peter. <laughs> that's that's a long
6: story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, the, the ability to do the marathon with him it, it helped both of us. It genuinely did. So I think it's a great idea. I I noticed in uh, John, I mean, John is telling me that it is up. So that's good. Mark said he'd monitor that for us. So I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you so much for doing that. All right. Up next. And by next, I mean tomorrow. We have another installment in our podcast. We listen to feature. We talk with our friend Kevin Gwynn of the extra mile podcast and he actually has two the extra mile podcast and the extra mile podcast the jeff galloway edition we have a feature we had a little round table with some disney families talking about what it's like to run with children at disney and of course we do have the race report and the race report spotlight so my friends and if you run you are our friends not until we meet again but until tomorrow happy running
0: the rise and run podcast discusses general information about run disney and is in no way affiliated with run disney or the walt disney company any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.